But uh, what an awesome opportunity today to be able to be in God's house, to be able to share what the Lord's laid on my heart. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I know our pastor, he's got some much-needed time off. Um, I feel bad for him. Um, they're on a big boat out in the sea having a good time. I mean, I'm just praying that it gets above 60 and it feels better. But uh, anyhow, if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to Acts chapter 1. Verse number four. And it says, if you would, let's stand across for the reading of the word this morning. It said, on one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this commandment. It wasn't a suggestion, but it was a commandment that he gave them. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my, my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If you would, let's just bow our heads and pray this morning. Dear God, our most gracious Heavenly Father, we praise you. God, we thank you for this opportunity, Lord, to be able to come into your house, Lord, to be able to worship freely, Lord. God, I ask you, Lord, that you would just come down, Lord, that you would consume us, Lord. God, that you would just flood this place with your presence, Lord. God, we need a move of you this morning, Lord. We don't need just another service, but we need a move. And God, we're asking you right now, Lord, that you would just take, that you would hide me behind your cross, Lord. God, that you would just ordain each and every word, Lord, that you would speak through me this morning, Lord. And God, I pray that you would open each and every one of our hearts, Lord. God, I pray, Lord, for power to fall like it's never fallen before, Lord. God, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. And as I was singing a little bit earlier this morning, because my, the title of my message is A Upper Room Experience. And I don't know about you, but I, I've, uh, I've not always been raised in Pentecost or anything like that. But I know this right now, it's Pentecost that kept me. Hey man, I, I know what it's like to have a rough background. I know what it's like to, to be where I shouldn't be and, and gone places that I shouldn't have went. I know what it's like to be on the wrong side of looking uh, where you shouldn't be somewhere. I've been, you know, but I, I've been all kinds of places that I shouldn't have been. But I know this. I know one day at an altar of prayer, I knew that the power of God fell and my life was forever changed. You see, I knew that it was Pentecost. I knew that it was something more than what I had before. And I knew, Rick, that it was the Holy Ghost that changed my life. And one of the things that I got to thinking about is it doesn't matter what it sounds like this morning. It doesn't matter what, what, it, what it feels like because I'm going to tell you something. The power of God needs to be in the house of God more now than ever. We need a move. We just don't need another church service. We don't need another just a good uh, worship service like we had earlier today. But we need a move of God back in the house of God. Listen, it's not about what happened yesterday, but it's about what God can do right now. God needs be back in the house of God. Listen, so many times we look back and we say, you know what? God moved way back then, but God's saying, you know what? I want to move today. Amen. I believe that we need revival back in our hearts before he can send it into the house of God. I believe God's challenging us to go deeper. I don't believe that God has ever intended for us to be comfortable or to be satisfied, but he wants us to go deeper, as Nicholas spoke about earlier. But my thing is, is what are we doing? Are we on the back burners? Are we pushing him back? Are we letting other things in the way? But you, need, you know what? We need an upper room experience this morning. And just a few weeks ago, we took a bunch of teenagers and uh, 
And listen, uh, don't think the Lord doesn't have a sense of humor after about 18 years. We're still in youth ministry. Yeah, you guys will get that there in a little bit. But the thing about it is, is yeah, that's real funny. And I see Tiffany back there and, and all that. And, and she's got a young girl that's already, I mean, what in the world? But uh, it just doesn't make sense that, that, but you know what? The Lord does have a sense of humor. But we took about 50 kids and adults to Winterfest. And whenever we got down there, listen, God just started moving. And, and we end up having four that rededicated their life. But the thing that really impressed me is we had four that were baptized in the Holy Ghost. Now, I don't know about you, but if you don't care just for a minute, it would just help my heart if you just give the Lord a big hand clap for that. Because I'm going to tell you something, more now than ever, this generation needs a move of God. I'm going to tell you something, you just go across the street here at Corbin High School, and I promise you all hell is breaking loose. You, all, all you have to do is just walk across. This generation needs a move of God. But my question is to the adults is, what are we portraying this morning? Are they seeing us walk in the power of God? Are they seeing us pray like we've never prayed before? Are they seeing us walk in a power that only they wish they could have? We need a move of God back in the church. And you see, I believe that we're seeing a lot of souls saved, but I also believe that it's blessing my heart whenever we see people filled. And you know what? I wasn't always raised in Pentecost. You guys used to freak me out. Every one of you all out there right now, whenever you used to jump up and down and you're, woo, and you'd speak in tongues and you'd run. And when you would run, I would, I'd just get inside the pew and I'd be like, oh, what are they doing? But then there was one day whenever I said, you know what, I want what they got, John. I knew without a shadow of a doubt that I knew that I know that I know without a shadow of a doubt that it was real. And I said, I want it. I don't want to be what I used to be. I don't want to be the same person I was when I walked in. But I want a closer, I want a deeper encounter with God than I've ever had before. And I knew that it only come through the Holy Ghost. I knew that it only was going to come through His Spirit. And if I want to be closer than what I had to do, I had to do things different than what I was always doing. You see, if you always do the same thing that you were always doing, you're going to continue to get the same result. And that's crazy. You see, I believe that you and I will never mature spiritually until we truly take God's word personally. You see, so many times we feel like God can do it for other people, but he can't do it for me. We know, we know the book of the God, but we don't know the God of the book. Amen? So many times we got Christians that are coming into church and they don't know the true presence of God because they just come in and they just go through a ritual or just some kind of format. But God is saying, I want to mess up your apple cart this morning. I want to mess you up just a little bit this morning. And I want you to step outside of your comfort zone. And I want you to do something a little bit different. I want you to draw closer to me because there is a generation that needs a move of God. We need more of the presence of God in our life. I don't want to be the same person that I was when I walked in here, but I want to leave different than when I came in. I want to be closer to Him. You see, I want to take His Word and I want to know. See, so many times we let so many other people tell us who we are when God has told us through 66 books of this Bible who you are this morning. You are a mighty man of God. You are a mighty woman of God. Listen, you're the head and you're not the tail. You're an overcomer. And the devil is a liar. Hey man, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to try to behave just for a second. You see, it seems like uh, that we all have this ability, and whenever I say all, I mean all. 
have this ability to take God's word and sift it and tell that all that's left is what we like. Amen? <laughs> Listen, if you come here, Pastor Sean ain't, uh, he ain't uh, teaching you no, no just little easy words. Sometimes you get your toes mashed on just a little bit. But uh, I don't mean a little bit. I even get mine a lot. But the thing about it is, is so many times we want to take away the things and the commandments that God has us. We want to make it comfortable. We want to make it convenient. We want to make it easy on our flesh. And it seems like while we, we're sitting in between from our ears to our heart, that there's a sifter that's on the inside of us that is wanting to take out the commandments and, and the convictions that's on the inside. And we just want the suggestions. We just want the blessings. We just want to come in. And don't get me wrong. I want to come in. I want to say, ah, he's good. Pray the Lord is good. Bless his heart. I want to just be able to feel all that. I, I want to be able to know that, that it is. But this isn't Burger King and you don't have it your way in God's house. Hey man, listen, I'm going to tell you something. There's some things that God wants us to mark up to. And there's some things that God wants to speak into our lives. God wants to move us, but it's up to us whether we move or whether we sit where we're always busy. It's not just enough to come in and just do what we've always done, but it's it's important that we press forward. You see, that's why churches today, that they're full of a whole lot of spiritual infants. If I could say, just a whole lot of babies. You see, just a, a church with a lot of babies in it. You see, there's too many people that, that's in it. There are men and women that are powerful, that should be mighty men and women, and prayer warriors of God, but they're Gerber babies this morning. You see, what do I mean by Gerber babies? You see, they're cute on the outside, but you know what? They have no power on the inside. We're living in a day and a time where we've watered down the gospel so much that, listen, there's no conviction. You can't tell whether you're part of the world or you're part of a church service. But I'm glad to know that whenever here at Freedom Point that there's a standard that God still lives by, that there's a standard of holiness that we got to walk by. And, listen, you got to live right and you got to walk right if you're going to go where God wants you to go. Hey Amen. If you don't care, just give me a hand clap. Let me, let me know that you're still in the house right now. Hey Amen. If you don't care, just smile at, smile at me and let me know that you still love me. Hey, thank you, because I know sometimes it's, it's tough. But you know what? By now, there should be some spiritual warriors, but you know what? we got too many spiritual wimps in the church. Hey Amen. I believe that it's time that God's calling the church to throw up a, a backbone just a little bit. Hey man, we've got too many yellow belly, uh, whatever, uh, spineless uh, Christians in the church today that's willing to just walter or, or falter to anything. But I'm going to tell you, God has called us for a standard. God wants to call us for holiness. You see, because they won't, they won't get off the milk. They won't, they, just too many people, they're still on the baby food. And I don't know about you, but I remember, uh, and thank God I don't have to do this no more, but I remember whenever my girls were babies. And have you ever smelled them baby prunes? So, yeah, I know a bunch of moms have, but uh, you, you would dip it out like this, and you're like, oh, this is good. And you'd put it in there, and Hannah, she wouldn't even, she, she was smart enough not to eat them things. But the thing about it is, is we've got too many Christians today that have been saved for many years that are still being, they're still on the baby food. You see, they're, they're, they're still on the milk just a little bit. And God's never attended that. But whenever you take God's word for as it is, you see, it's loaded with vitamins and it's loaded with nutrition. You see, it comes in a form that requires you to exercise your muscles and to use your teeth a little bit. And I, I tell you, I, I, I get to thinking sometimes about eating a steak. And sometimes you just got
going to put it in there, and I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I, listen, if you ever go out to eat with me, just forgive me if I just use my fingers and pick it up and put it in my mouth like that. But sometimes you just tear it off just a little bit. Because it, it, it's, sometimes it just requires using some different muscles. And you see, whenever it comes, uh, and it also it comes loaded with protein and power. God's word is power this morning. Don't take it lightly. Take, David said it's his word that he hid in his heart that he may not sin against God. We've got to know the word more now than ever. Jesus said this. He said that I speak unto you that you are spirit and in life. He said it, it, it means that if you'll do them, and you'll chew them up, and you start to digest them, you will start to grow up just a little bit. It's time for some people in the church to grow up a little bit. You see, whenever you start to chew it up, you'll start to build His life into you. You'll start to build His character. will start to build in your life. He'll start to build His anointing, and your, His power will fall in your life. You see, I'm not talking about just being the way that we've always been, but I'm talking about going deeper this morning. You see, I'm not talking about coming in and, and patty-caking with the devil and just going ahead and getting my praise on and going. But I'm talking to some people that say, you know what, Dwight? I want to get closer to him. I want something that I've never had before. I want the baptism. I want to, I want to know the power without a shadow of a doubt. Because I promise you, without the power, whenever all hell breaks loose in your life, listen, you'll run and you'll fall for anything. I'm talking about something that's going to make us different. You see, in Acts chapter 1, verse number 4, it said, while he was eating with them, he gave them this commandment. He didn't give them a suggestion, but it was a commandment. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my Father, promise, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and they asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to... Restored the kingdom to Israel. He said to them, it is not for you to know the time, the date, the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive, say you. you. Say you. you. Oh, that's what I like right there, getting mad now. That's what I'm saying. He said, and you will receive power. Say power. power. Anybody want some power in the house? Yes. Amen. He said, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses into Jerusalem, into all of Judea, into Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You see, the last thing that Jesus told his followers and his disciples was to go to Jerusalem and wait and tarry for the promise. He said, it's necessary that I go away so that I can send the comforter for each and every one of us. You see, tarry until you receive, till you be endued with power from high. This was not a suggestion, but it was a commandment. That commandment has never been changed, and it's still true today. And I know about it, but I know that so many times that, how many people like waiting? Boy, that's unanimous right now. Ain't nobody likes to wait. How many people say they, they want it, but they wanted it yesterday? Anybody like it? <laughs> yeah, I see some people that's telling the truth now. Now, I know that sometimes we, we have a hard time waiting. And, and I know that some things, and, and right now we're building a house, and, and God, just please pray for us. Because uh, the, the thing about it is, is uh, Darla, she likes to call it liquid gold. And so many times, I, I, uh, whenever I got to preach on Sunday or something like that, I have a hard time sleeping a day or two before the service. And I toss and turn, and I, I'm preaching in my sleep, and I'm, 
I don't know, I think I preach better in my sleep sometimes than kicking and shouting or whatever. But the thing about it is, is we went out to the land the other day and there's all this lumber out there. And my wife, she's not slept all weekend either. Because it's not because I'm preaching, but it was because she had all this wood out there and she calls it liquid gold. Which heaven knows if you've priced anything, it is liquid gold. And uh, she, she went out and all she's talked about. So we had to go to Harbor Freight and we had to buy tarps. And we had to go out and we had to cover out a bunch of lumber. Now, Nan, the thing about it is, do you think somebody's driving by that property going, I wonder what they got covered up? <laughs> they ain't one person. But I'm going to tell you something. To appease my wife, and so she, she, can, she don't have to tarry, she don't have to wait around to see if anything. We went and we put tarps in, and listen, I sunk up the mud into my ankles and all this stuff. But listen, I would do it all over again so she could get some sleep. But you know what? Sometimes just tearing away because she's like, well, Billy needs to be going ahead. He needs to be framing all this. Stuff. And I'm like, darling, you can't frame whenever it's pouring rain because she wants it framed yesterday. You see, out of 500 people Jesus spoke these words to, that only 120 of them made it an upper room experience. You see, that means that 380 got sidetracked. They had something else in mind that they wanted to do, and they bypassed the upper room. Can I tell you something right now? And if you don't hear anything else I say, you cannot have a true encounter with God if you bypass an upper room experience. Listen, you can manufacture, you can act up, you can, uh, you can shout, you can jump up and down, but I'm going to tell you something. That's all it'll be. If you want a true presence of God, it's going to take an upper room experience. We've got to have an upper room experience. And you see, so many times, there's so many people in the church, they're trying to do it another way. But God is saying there's only one way. There's no other alternate route to be able to receive the power of God that we're talking about this morning. You must go to your upper room until the power falls. You see, now, like I said earlier, I thought you guys were crazy whenever I first got saved. And, uh, and, and the church that I got saved in, whenever they would start acting up or anything, I would run. And I would hide or, or I'd get more in the pew. Anybody else like that? Listen, you'd be like, yeah. Man, I don't want none of that on me. I, uh, my dad used to say that they throw spook dust on you and you shout and you act funny. Until they got baptized in the Holy Ghost. But the thing about it is, is, is I would do that and I would say, God, I, I want what they have. And I started, Bob, I started pressing. And I said, you know what? I know that it's real. I know that it's real. And, and I've got to have it. I want it. And I remember one day whenever I got to a place where God said, you know what? I'm going to pour it out upon you. And I felt the power. I said, you know what? That's not enough. I want to draw closer. I want to be even more closer. I want more than what I had last week. You see, I'm talking about tarrying until he comes. I'm talking about the Spirit of God. I'm talking about an upper room encounter because you see, in the upper room, that's wherever you can ask. That's where you can wait. That's where you knock. That's where you pray. That's where you hunger and thirst. That's where you worship. That's where you'll just wait until the power comes. In Acts chapter 2, verse 4, it said, And suddenly there was a sound from heaven as a, as a rush of mighty wind, and it filled the house where they were all sitting. And cloven tongues fell like fire and set upon each and every one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. 
If there's one thing that I believe now is we need the fire of God. We need the fire of God. And, and I don't know about you, but we need tongues back in our church. Listen, we need the baptism more now than ever. And I believe without a shadow of a doubt that we believe in, 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 our, in our movement that the part of the baptism is, is speaking in other tongues. But I'm going to tell you something. We need a move of God in our lives. You see, I believe with all of my heart that there's churches and that there's churches that our church and there's other churches that are going to make a difference, if they're going to make a difference in this world that we're living in today, that we're going to have to have an upper room encounter. You see, it's not going to be your programs. It's not going to be the lights. It's not going to be the new fancy building. But I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be the power of God that's going to change lives. That's why we need an upper room movement in our lives. You see, we can't afford to miss another move. There's been so many times that, that we've come in and, and we've missed so many different moves. We've missed what God wants us to do, but we need to know without a shadow of a doubt. The Bible said His voice that, that we know and the strangers we won't follow. We need to know the voice of God. 120 men and women were filled with the Spirit and with power, and they had an upper room experience with God. You see, the church today in large is powerless because they bypassed the upper room. They've chosen an easier and an alternate route. You see, it's something that's easy on our flesh. It's something that, that we don't have to requires little or no prayer. And I'm going to tell you, do you know statistics say that the average Christian prays two minutes a week? I would dare to say that we should have more than two minutes of prayer just over our food throughout a week. But there's, there is no sacrifice. They're, they're watering down everything so much that, you know what, they, they want to bypass an upper room, but the only way that we can have the true move of God in our life is in the upper room. So where we're at right now, we're so many powerless churches. They're cute on the inside. They're Gerber babies, but they have no power. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, the Bible says that having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, such turn away. Why were there 120 filled on that day? Because they were willing to empty themselves. So many of us come in here and we're so burdened down. We've got so much pressure because life is hard. So many times we come in and, and we've got work on our minds. We've got crazy kids that's going on over here. We've got a dog that's been run over and kicked, a cat, and done all this stuff. And, and listen, just life is tough on us right now. And, and, and we don't know, but, but listen, we, we come in and we've got all this stuff. But you know what? God cannot fill a full vessel. And so many times we bring our stuff in here so much that God can't pour out His anointing in our life because we've already been full. But God wants us to come in and He wants to empty ourselves out so He can fill us up. Hey man, I don't know about you, but I want to be full of His anointing. And I truly believe that whenever we begin to empty ourselves out, that's whenever we empty ourselves of self. Sometimes we've got to get ourselves out of the way. Sometimes we've got to get our pride out of the way. Sometimes we've got to empty ourselves of religion. Sometimes we've got to empty ourselves just of the world. And just as soon as we begin empty, I believe that's when God can fill an empty vessel. Why don't we see more people being filled today? It's because we've not emptied ourselves today. You see, we've, not, we've got too much self in the way. I, I, I think that we ought to do it my way. Hey Amen. Uh, I think it's I, my, I, I like it my way. I, I like it all this way. So many times we, we got pride that stands in the way. We got tradition. We think, you know what, that's not the way we've ever done it before. Uh, that's not the way that I've been taught. Grandmama didn't do it like that or anybody else. Or sometimes we just come in with these all these preconceived ideals on how we feel like it should be done. 
That's why we have an altar that's in our church that's called a morning bench. Now, I know we don't have a morning bench, but we have an altar. And just as so many sinners, uh, they come and they mourn and whenever they get saved and all that. But you know what? Not only is a morning bench for that, not only is an altar created for that, but it's created for us saints that whenever we come in, that we can kill our flesh on that bench. And I believe that it's very important today that, that we start to learn how to kill our flesh. Because I, I don't know about you, but uh, uh, have you ever drove by a dead animal on the side of the road and you smelled it? But anyhow, I know that if you're in my car, my wife cannot take her finger and smash it through that little button fast enough to take the outside air off because she don't want to smell the stench of that dead animal. And you see, but I'm going to tell you something, but whenever we spiritually begin to kill ourselves, I believe that it sends up a sweet-smelling savor into our Savior. And he says, I can start to do something with you. But you see, there's nothing else that repulses the Lord more than somebody that refuses to die in the Spirit. In Psalms 138 and verse 6, The Lord has respect unto the lowly, but the proud he knoweth afar off. That means the proud stinks, and he keeps his distance from them. I, whenever All I know is whenever I begin to, to kill my flesh, whenever I begin to sacrifice, whenever I begin to lay things on these altars, then I know that whenever I knock, that things will start to become open. Whenever I pray, I know that he'll start to move in my situation. Whenever I begin to hunger and thirst, I know that that's whenever he'll start to fill me just a little bit. Whenever I begin to worship, I know that he'll start to send his presence down and that will consume and that will move upon people's situations. Because I know that whenever I start to kill myself, I can draw closer. You see, just take a look around in this world today. Listen, it's crazy. All you got to do is look around. We're, we're seeing wars that's going on. We're seeing gas prices. We're seeing inflation. We're seeing uh, uncertainties, times about tomorrow. We don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. But I believe that a church without power is a dangerous place to be in this morning. I believe that, listen, I, I'm not worried about what's going on because I believe that there's people that's still looking for a, a church that's full of power. I believe that there's still people that's looking that's going to make a difference, that's going to move. They're going to get a hold of the throne room of God and they're going to say, you know what, I'm not going to let go until you bless me. And Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me into Jerusalem, into Judea, into all of Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Please understand that the war is just not going on over in Ukraine right now. But you know what? All you got to do is look around. It's going on in our country right now. I'm talking about spiritual war. It's going on in our state, our communities, our school. It's even going on in our homes right now. Folks, I'm talking about a spiritual battle that you can't fight in the natural. But you know what? It's going to come with power. It's going to come only whenever we start to kill our flesh on the inside. When we start to empty ourselves and we say, God, it's not my will, but it's your will be done. God, we want to move. And God, we know that we can't fight in flesh and blood. You see, most of us, uh, you can fight a whole lot of things in our spirit. But I'm telling you, God's calling the church all hands on deck more now than ever. And he's drawing us come closer to him. Nicholas, if you would, you can come to the music. Just last Friday, there was something that, that happened in, in our life that, that kind of changed my situation just a little bit. Uh, Chloe come in, and I was doing some studying, and uh, 
they, they sit there and, and they come in and Darla was going to go to Aldi's or whatever because, listen, I like to eat. I know you'll probably look at me and say, he's not. But the thing about it is, so she was going to go get us a bite to eat and, and go shopping and all this stuff. And then she come back in. She said, why? She said, I got to take clothes to the emergency room. And now I was like, all right, you got my attention. And you could see that that baby's heart was just beating so fast. And we got to the hospital, and her heart was beating 240 beats per minute. And we get there, or Darla gets there, and I'm still at home, and she sends me this text, and she says, you need to get here, you need to get here now. So I get in the car, and, and I'm driving up there, and, and uh, I'm crying like I'm a mess. I'm, I'm a crying mess. And then I felt the presence of God come upon me. And, he, and I said, first I said, God, I said, don't take my baby. Second thing I said, whenever I, the Spirit come upon me and the power of God, I said, devil, you ain't taking my baby. She's not yours. And I started praying, and then I got there, and Darla had just gotten there, and, or she just got back, and, and whenever she was going back, Abby was with her. And Abby told her, she said, Darla, she said, Chloe's really sick. And she said, Abby, what are you talking about? She said, no, she said, she's really sick. And we get, she gets back there in a little bitty room. I mean, they, they should make them rooms big, little bitty tiny. And, and we get back there, and, and there's about 10 people that's around Chloe's bed. And they give her this medicine, and the doctor tells her, said, we can shock her. We're going to have to shock her back in, shock her heart. They've got this crash cart. They've got all this stuff. They've got all kinds of people back there. And you know what? We sat there and we said, you know what? The, I knew without a shadow of a doubt, you know what? That's why we need the power of God more now than ever. I said, God, I said, I knew without a shadow of a doubt, I knew that things were going to be okay with her. And I started praying, and, and I started asking God. I said, God, I said, I, I, I need you to move in this situation. I can't do it. I, I'm only mortal. I'm, I'm only a human. But, God, I need your presence to fall in this room, and I need you to take care of my baby. You see, I, I truly believe in Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, says, I indeed baptize you with water into repentance. But there's one who's coming after me whose shoes I'm not, sandals I'm not worthy to carry who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. We need the fire back in our lives. We need the fire back in our churches. We need the fire back in our homes. Hey, man, I'm going to tell you something. A family that prays together is a family that's going to stay together. Hey, man, I, I truly believe that we need more fathers to say, you know what, we're going to have prayer time more now than ever because we need more God. If you would, let's stand across the building this morning. I'm talking about we need an upper room encounter. I'm talking about something that's going to change your life forever. I'm talking about whenever you leave that you, that you know that you've been in the presence of God. You see, my question to you this morning is, are you full of His Spirit this morning? Or are you full of other things and you're just topped off with a little bit of Spirit in you this morning? Maybe you're, you're boggled down with life and, and you know how. Listen, I've always said if Hollywood ever run out of actors or actresses, they don't have to go too far. All they got to do is come to the church because we've got enough actors and actresses.
because we know how to play church. But my thing is, are we going to be the church? My question to you this morning, are you full of the Spirit this morning? Are you full of the fire? Are you full of His power? Are, were you, are you where God wants you to be at right now? If not, listen, we can get there. If we want to be the church, if we're going to be a church that's going to stand in these last days, in these dark days, we need to walk in the light of God's Word and we need to be 